Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My husband and I. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're walking the 3.2-mile loop trail that encircles Lost Lake. We were about two miles around when we heard a sound come from the other side of the lake, way off in the distance. It actually sounded as if it were coming from high up on the mountain on the other side of the lake. It was a howl-call sound. It was extremely quiet, and since the birds and other sounds were so clear, we are very sure it was miles away. The sound started low and guttural and reached an amazingly high pitch. It was fairly short in duration, and my husband and I both stopped walking as soon as we heard it. We are wondering if anyone else heard it. We only passed two or three other people on the trail. It was a very quiet fall afternoon. 
After listening to your audio clips on this website, it sounded most like the sounds recorded in the Klamath area of California in 1993. It might also be of interest that one of the camper sightings in this area from around 94, 96, was at the exact time of day in the Lost Lake area. The beauty of the Ozarks never ceased to amaze me as I stood on the edge of a cliff overlooking the vast expanse of lush green forests and rugged terrain. I took a deep breath, savoring the crisp mountain air. The sun was just beginning to dip below the horizon, casting a warm golden glow across the landscape. It was moments like these that made me grateful to be a park ranger, entrusted with the responsibility of protecting this magnificent wilderness. As I continued my patrol, the tranquil silence was suddenly shattered by a blood-curdling scream coming through my radio. My heart raced as I instinctively grabbed the radio and tried to make contact with the source of the distress call. The static-filled response was barely audible, but I could make out that someone was in desperate need of help. I wasted no time jumping into my vehicle and speeding in the direction of the distress call. As I navigated the narrow dirt roads and treacherous terrain, I couldn't help but wonder what kind of danger awaited me. The Ozarks were home to many wild animals, but none that I could think of would elicit such a terrifying scream. As I arrived at the scene, I saw a hiker lying on the ground, covered in blood and trembling in fear. My eyes were immediately drawn to the monstrous creature standing over the injured hiker. It resembled a werewolf with razor-sharp claws and blood-stained fur. It snarled menacingly, but when it saw me, it suddenly stopped and bolted into the woods. Without thinking, I gave chase, fueled by adrenaline and a fierce determination to protect the people who visited these lands. The creature was incredibly fast, darting between trees and leaping over obstacles with ease. As I pursued it deeper into the forest, I began to question whether I was truly prepared to face such a formidable predator. Despite my best efforts, the creature eventually managed to evade me, disappearing into the dense undergrowth. I stood there panting and covered in sweat, the reality of what I had just witnessed finally sinking in. I had come face to face with an unknown predator, something that defied explanation and logic I made my way back to the injured hiker, my mind racing with questions and uncertainty. I administered first aid and called for a medical evacuation, doing my best to reassure the terrified individual that help was on the way. As we waited for the helicopter to arrive, I couldn't help but feel a lingering sense of dread. The knowledge that something monstrous now roamed the Ozarks, and the fear that I might not be able to protect those who ventured into the wilderness in the end, I was left with a chilling reminder of the unknown dangers that lurked in the shadows of the Ozarks, and the knowledge that the tranquility of this majestic landscape had been shattered by the presence of a terrifying predator. And though I continued to patrol the park, I couldn't shake the feeling that somewhere, hidden in the depths of the forest, the creature was watching, waiting for its next opportunity to strike. While sighting in my son's rifle, we heard what sounded like large tree branches breaking. This was heard once by me and three or four times by my son. 
There was no one else around the area. As we were leaving, I saw some deer tracks alongside the road on a bank, and right by the deer tracks was an impression that looked like a big barefoot. I had my son put a pop can next to it and took several pictures of it. I can't say for sure it is a boyfriend print, but it looks a lot like the ones I have seen on this and other sites. I posted this a couple hours ago, and someone told me to look into crawlers. If anyone knows if a crawler would target a person or people, please tell me. I'm thinking if it is, there's something in my area drawing them here. I always have a uneasy and malicious feeling whenever I go to this one line of houses behind some trees that surround me. Here's the original post. So I've had a slight problem around my house for a bit over a year. I'm in a southern town in Michigan, and I live right next to the woods. My house is less than a meter away from the trees. I'm surrounded by it for nearly a mile on each side, if we're not counting the road. Last year in October, I was outside with a couple friends at about 11 p.m. at night. We were near a park down the street, and suddenly a large black mass comes out of the darkness. It was a dog, I figured, but oddly tall, about up to my shoulders. For reference, I'm five feet six and stood about six feet away. It had a deep bark, and we, of course, ran. This happened for the next few nights anywhere near the park. The only time I saw its eyes was the last night. They were green and reflected like a lamp. May I add, every time this happened, it didn't matter if we literally had a light straight on it. We couldn't see its features or anything. The park is fairly well lit, too. Another odd instance was when my friend and I were on a walk again, about 4 a.m. in December of 2020, roughly a couple months after, and we had sat down at a mailbox. I had a bad feeling and felt the need to go back fast, but my friend needed a break. We had been walking for a bit, so we didn't go. Less than two minutes later, we hear this human-like scream from all around us. It sounded like it was traveling in a circle getting closer. It had a gurgling and odd tone to it that made me think it wasn't human. Either way, we ran back. I figured it was coyotes or something, so I researched some of the animals' calls from near me. None got even close to matching. In February of this year, my sister was out with a couple others. They had stopped at that same park again to chill for a bite, around 2 a.m., and heard that same high-pitched scream gurgle sound from all around them, and once again bolted home. Everything was chill for a bit, up until early October, late September-ish, my sister and I went on a walk to get the mail around 9 p.m. On our way back, I said we should walk faster, and she agreed, having a bad feeling as well. We suddenly heard what sounded like a cracking call from a bird, at an ear-bleeding frequency that was so loud the street light in that area went up for a second as well. I would told myself it was a bird. But the only thing was is that the birds in my area were gone at this point. Literally last week, late October around 8 p.m., I was taking a walk with a friend to watch the sunset. We had walked over to another subdivision a bit away from us and went to the park there after walking for about 45 minutes. My friend was persistent on going so against my better judgment I did. They sat in the gaze bowl for a moment, but I couldn't keep my guard down, and it seemed like something was by the trees. I take a closer look and see a creature that's pure white speeding towards us. 
It was running weird, but that's all I could say. It looked like something was rotating on it. Either way, we bolted, got home about 30 minutes later. The reason I'm even posting this for help is because it's getting out of hand about an hour ago, early November, 8 p.m. My sister friend and I went to go for a walk. I had a rotting pumpkin and my mom told me to go throw it in the woods. We walk to the back to do so and we see a large white figure speeding past us just behind the trees. I want to say it was a deer, but it was too large and white to be one. I just need to know what this is. It's been terrorizing me and everyone around me for a while. I've even looked into calling an expert, but I don't know what I'd say. Help? I did something really creepy once. I rode dirt bikes a lot when growing up. One summer day I was riding alone, way out, 15 miles from civilization, and my chain broke, so I get to walk home 15 miles. All I'm wearing is jeans and boots. It's 95 degrees, and I'm covered in sweat and dirt and look like I came out of a coal mine. After an hour of walking back, I'm at a point in the trail that crosses a shallow part of a large creek. Right in the middle of the creek, a jeep is parked. A teenage couple were making out. This is the only way through, so I'm thinking walk for three more hours. Or So I casually stroll up and said, hey, what's up? They were not expecting that. Oddly enough, after we talked, they gave me a ride home. I felt bad because I'm pretty sure I torpedoed their date. Plus, I got mud swept all over the backseat fabric of his brand new Jeep Wrangler. They were probably happy just to be alive, though. Maybe they will post their version of They Read This. So a friend of mine and I spent an entire summer on a river in Tennessee. You go to the kayak rental place, rent a kayak, and you can spend your whole day going down this river if you don't paddle or anything, and just let the current take you. Normally we tried to make it back before sundown, but this time it kind of snuck up on us and the sun was beginning to set while we were out there. Both of us being pussies, we start paddling with everything we've got while it's getting darker when we spot this group of five, six little boys aged around 9-11 dressed in what we assume was like Boy Scout uniforms running along the riverbank. No adults in sight. We try calling to them. It's a white river. We're on the opposite side, and they don't answer us. So we try steering our kayak a little closer, see if they're lost or something, and they look our way but don't reply. Once we got about five feet from the other bank, they bolt. All of them take off into the woods like something is chasing them. We hightail it the F out of there, arrive back to the campground right as it's getting dark. Kids are nowhere. We ask around, nobody's kids are unaccounted for. Nobody's seen these kids. Everybody thinks we are crazy. We noped right the F out of that place. My little brother joined the Boy Scouts a few months later realized that the uniforms those kids were wearing were older scout uniforms from like the 60s or 70s. Hello. So recently I have been experiencing weird phenomena and have some possible explanations for them. I want to start off that I am not on any mind-altering or hallucinogenic drugs, nor have I been diagnosed with any type of psychosis or other mental illness. 
The first thing happened around Christmas Eve, and around 6 a.m. I had this feeling of multiple hands, or maybe just one hand wrapping around my neck and trying to pull me out of bed. It stopped, then happened again, as if it was a person trying again after the first attempt failed. My first thought was a break, in solely due to how realistic it felt. But when the sun fully came up, there was no sign of forced entry or any broken doors, locks or windows, as well as me, not hearing anything in the night. This one was most likely sleep paralysis, and I have wrote it off as such, as I have heard stories that are very similar, and it's a relatively common thing. The second instance was last month or so, in which I briefly felt a touch around the same area, this time my arm or shoulder. I just remember the touch being super cold and icy and happened around 2 a.m. This one was possibly a tactile hallucination, though I never heard of the sensation feeling cold. It's not impossible, just unusual, maybe. Now this third event is where it gets weird. Around 5 a.m. I was jarred by the weirdest sound. It sounded exactly like a screaming horse and was right outside my door. I live in a residential area with no farm animals. It also sounded like whatever was making the horse noise was also trying to open my door by rattling and pulling the handle. The sounds were way too clear to be an auditory hallucination. I have had those before, and those can be loud, but usually only heard within my headspace. This was very clearly actually happening. It also wasn't a dream, either because I was more than half awake. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. At the time, as I have recently went back to bed after using the bathroom, the first two I have possible rational explanations for. But the horse noise incident, I have no idea about. Does anybody here know what could be going on? Any further explanations or thoughts are welcome. I was diagnosed with a psychotic disorder last year, though my symptoms have been present for far longer. I am on olanzapine and have been stable and non-psychotic since I started the medication. Over a week ago, I performed, at the behest of recent acquaintances, a symbolic blood ritual. I was intoxicated at the time. That night, I had a vivid, lucid nightmare where I was walking through my childhood home alone at night. I came across a hole in the kitchen floor. It was probably about three feet across. I felt an overwhelming urge to crawl into the hole when a feeling of intense pressure on my forehead woke me, like something was pressing into my face as I slept. Every night since then, I have woken up multiple times in a panic, overwhelmed by a sense of dread and impending doom. Each time, right before I wake up, I am frequently fully lucid in my dreams. I'm overtaken by the sense someone is standing over my bed looking at me. 
A few days ago, I was playing an online game when stress and grief from a recent breakup caught up to me. I turned off my PCE personal computer and cried in the dark. An ear-splitting scream came from the space, maybe two inches from my left ear. It didn't sound afraid or hurt, but utterly grief-stricken. I got up shouting and turned the lights on. No one and nothing was there. The following night, I woke up to an odd sound coming from my closet. My closet has no door, and I can see into it from my bed as I sleep, though it is dark. It was a sound like something scraping, like furniture being dragged across a stone floor. My room is carpeted, so that was not likely the actual source of the noise. I said out loud, I am trying to sleep, and the noise stopped. The following night, I awoke to the sound again. This time, however, I saw something, too. A tall figure standing in the closet hunched over to fit under the low ceiling. I could not make out any facial features or identifiable clothing. I heard an unpleasantly loud voice which said, It's going to be okay, repeatedly. I did not take my eyes off the figure the entire time. Eventually, the figure receded into the dark, and I got up and turned all the lights on in my room. I am continuing to get the sense I am being watched or followed everywhere I go, though I haven't seen or heard things since then. If this is a real thing, I do not believe it to be malicious. I think it is probably very alien to me and therefore scary, but I do not think it would be malicious. Again, I was told by multiple people on the post I made that this is probably not psychosis. So, what is it? Is there any possible logical explanation? If I'm being stalked by a regular human, I need you call the police, but I'm not sure what is going on. Any help is greatly appreciated. I'm going to try and explain this as best I can remember. This happened when I was in high school, probably around 16, 17, and I am now 27, so please forgive me if I can't recall every detail. At the time, I had a girlfriend. There is a hip little neighborhood in our city called Kensington that we would always meet up at to spend time together. She lived far north in the city, and I was pretty far south. Kensington was right around the middle and a nice place to hang out. We were walking away from the train platform, almost a full block away, when a man in a suit comes running at us with a panicked look on his face. Frantically, he says, Can you help me? My wife just went into labor, and I was supposed to meet my sister at Starbucks in a couple minutes, but I need to run to the hospital. Can you please bring her this bag? And holds out a plastic shopping bag. I believe it was for the makeup store, Zara. My girlfriend kinda nudges my arm, obviously thinking this is a little sketchy, but I say yeah for sure. He tells me her name, we will say Sarah, thanks me and runs straight for the train platform. Starbucks is a few blocks away and as we walk my girlfriend is saying this is creepy, what if we are drug mules, etc. What I realize that the bag is strangely light, I tell her and she suggests we look inside. I am conflicted by this, but concede that it's reasonable seeing how odd this whole situation was. When we look in the bag, all that is there is a couple of crumpled up receipts and another crumpled up bag. We open the second bag and there is nothing inside. 
We're freaked out, considering just turning around and not going into the Starbucks, but my curiosity has gotten the best of me at this point. We walk the remaining block or two, and as I walk into Starbucks, I call out Sarah. A woman stands up, yells very emphatically, thank you so much. I have to go to the hospital now to be there for the birth, but I appreciate this so much. Blah, blah, she throws her arms around me in a huge hug, and then runs out the door. And that's it. I looked up social experiments, TV shows, and every couple of years I remember and Google to see if anyone has experienced anything similar. But nothing. Never have had a reasonable suggestion that makes sense to me, and it's just something that bothers me when I think about it. These weren't university-aged people. These were adults in their late 30s or 40s at least. So I don't think it was a school project or anything. Any idea what this could have been for? What the purpose of the whole interaction was? I live in suburban West Virginia with a forest behind the line of houses on my side of the street. Yesterday I went to put clothes in my closet and I heard a very faint but clear pack of canine animals barking, yelping, and crying all at the same time, different sound from each canine. Could easily be coyotes looking for others, but I'm also insanely paranoid. The fact my dog was barking more than usual throughout the late afternoon was also concerning. The sound slowly faded away, however, and just disappeared. I asked my friend today in class, who's in the same area, if he heard the same pack of animals crying, making those noises. He did, and it reassured that I wasn't crazy. He's also four blocks away from me, around an eight-minute walk, which concerned me because I'm also not sure how far a normal animal cry travels. He seemed to be a little suspicious of it as... Well, uh, if anyone knows anything, please do let me know if I'm being stupid or not. As a native Floridian and avid hunter growing up, I have seen and have heard lots of things in the woods around our great state. Some things were easy to understand, and some things were just not explainable. Anyway, this is mine, my mother's story. I had her proofread this before sending it to make sure I remember this correctly. It's the fall of 1976, and I was five years old. My mom and I lived in Kathleen, Florida, on the edge of the green swamp. Back then, it was a dirt road, and there were only a couple of houses on the road and a relatively new trailer park at the end of the road. We had to drive a little less than half a mile back down our trail of a driveway to get to our home. It was an old wood frame home that was over 100 years old. We had an artesian well pump in the kitchen, and for the first few months we lived there, we had to heat the water on the gas stove to have hot bath water. This was an old cracker house on blocks and had a front porch that I used to play under all the time. The roof of the porch was on a pitch and the edge was over the wooden stairs. It measured 7 foot 6 from the ground to the roof line. So it was nearly dusk when my mom and I were coming down the drive in her VW bus. She had lights on high to spot any deer that might be on the property. As we rounded the curve in the driveway and the lights shined on the house, that's when we both saw it and it was big and broad and looking directly at our car. Now I'm not going to tell you it had big red eyes. 
The eye shine that I saw for only a split second was golden. It turned and walked down the side of the house between the cow pasture fence and the house. My mom hit the gas and went around the great oak tree that was at the corner of the porch. She got around the side of the house and we saw nothing. She grabbed a .38 revolver and jumped out of the car telling me to lock the doors. Little good that would have done looking back. So with the car off, headlights shining and my mom at our fence line, she stood and stayed quiet. Our hunting dogs that were in their kennels were whimpering. They normally barked at anything when we came home. Not this night. They were scared. There's more to the story. The next day we looked for prints. The porch in the oak tree size is relevant because it's what we used to size up our guest. The creature was standing next to our porch and his head was just under the edge of the roof, seven foot six, at the edge of the overhang. So now, being older and having a firm grasp on measurement, I'm guessing this thing was seven feet tall. It was nearly as thick or wide as the great oak tree. Based on what our landlord later told us, it was about 90 years old. We had cows and hunting dogs. We even had a calf that was about 400 pounds or so that I would hand feed and had bottle, fed because his mother died shortly after birthing. Anyway, my mom was calling the calf to get him to come to the fence. It wouldn't come. She called again. Nothing. Silence. All of a sudden, we heard the most god-awful scream from what we thought was that calf. And then nothing. So, this whole time, I'm in the car. The door is locked and the windows cracked so I could hear. My mom ran back to the car. I opened her door and she backed us out of there quick and went to her girlfriend's house who lived about a half hour away. Mom was rattled. She talked the whole way. Did you see it? Yes, Mama. I saw it. It was big and hairy. Did you hear the calf? She asked. Mom, I did. You think it's dead, Mama? Do you smell it? She slammed on the brakes and nearly put me in the dash. You could smell it, too. Yes, it stunk bad. Worse than the dog. We got to my mom's friend's house, and she got on the phone with Mr. Goldsby. He was the landlord. She nervously told him what happened. She nearly dropped the phone. He said it was a skunk ape. It's been around for years. Damn thing stinks, too. The next day, we went home and met with Mr. Goldsby. He came to the house to see if we could find anything. We found footprints right by the porch where it stood when we saw it. We measured them and they were just over 15 inches long. Several tracks led to the fence. These tracks had nearly a 60 inch stride in between. Mom and Mr. Goldsby went into the cow pasture. She wouldn't let me come because there was a lot of dog fennel growing all around and some palmetto patches. They found the calf. It was dead, and his neck and head had been pulled up and backward to where his spine was pulled up past his shoulders and broken. Mom said there was very blood around. My mom asked Mr. Goldsby why he didn't tell us about this before. He simply said he was so used to it coming around and not bothering anything that he didn't think he needed to. We moved two weeks later. Last summer, I had been sitting under a railroad bridge where a creek surrounded by woods is easily accessible. As I was sitting on this creek, I began to hear what I thought was a cat coming from the left of where I sat. I am a huge cat person, and I love animals, so naturally I made my way over there to check if something was there. There was nothing. 
So I just made my way back to the area I put my stuff at and sat back down. However, the noises continued and were actually louder this time. I looked around and made eye contact with a strange-looking deer. I see deer all the time. My rural town is quiet enough for deer to not bat an eye at crossing close to houses or facilities. This deer looked so weird, though, it was a darker color and sounded like it had something in its nose. It made some kind of ticking sound, so that is why I assumed something was in its nose. I don't even know how to describe its face. It looked warped, and its eyes were almost human-like. But it looked like a malformed deer, so it made me very uncomfortable. When I got up to get a closer look, it ran. I tried following it, but it had just disappeared. The direction it went in lead to an open field, so I would have seen it. I'm not entirely new to strange happenings, or stories like this, as my town has its own urban legend attached to it. Was this some deer with chronic wasting disease or something? I am a bit of a skeptic myself to things like this, which is why I'm so interested in them.